Welcome to the HANA Effect. I'm your host, Jeff Word from SAP. Each week, we bring listeners the real stories of how companies are taking advantage of real-time computing to transform their organizations and let them share the lessons they've learned along their journey. Welcome to another episode of The Han Effect. I'm your host, Jeff Word from SAP, and I'm here today with Ian Nazari from Huru Systems. Welcome, Ian. Hi, Jeffrey. How you doing? I'm doing great. We're here at Sapphire Now 2016 in Orlando, having a great show. We're almost to the end. It's been pretty phenomenal. And so before we get into what you guys are doing that's really cool with Hana, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and what you do at Huru Systems? Huru Systems actually was born about three and a half years ago out of a desperate necessity by utilities in third world countries to curve the theft of electricity that is happening from the actual tampering of assets. So we created a supply chain platform that addresses that core problem for utilities. Having been to a lot of those countries and seen the uh Interesting engineering that people do to get electricity in their houses from <laughs> the power lines. I can imagine what a, uh, not only a financial issue that is, but just a human health issue. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys ended up finding yourselves in the HANA world? Working with the utilities, the presence of SAP is actually very powerful. They are pretty much in about 75 to 80% of the utilities worldwide. Dealing with one of the leaders in Latin America, who was actually the leader for SAP HANA in Brazil, he actually introduced me to what's called the SAP Startup Focus Group, which is a group that actually looks at new innovative solutions in the ERP and analytics sector that actually brought us in to really empower our system with the amount of data that we will have, especially in the HANA platform, to be able to really optimize the amount of data that we're going to be generating. So you guys work with a lot of SAP Utilities customers. They are collecting tons of data all the time in their ERP systems. And tell us how you guys take that data and add your smarts to it in order to help them solve some of these big problems that they've got. It's complex yet very simple. Our platform actually crosses all the verticals within a supply chain. SAP will literally address every single vertical. However, there's not a very, very clear link between all of them. So our platform actually takes over products at the birth when all products that actually are sold to the utilities, we actually take them over at the birth and actually create a packaging and codification methodology that allows us to link all those verticals. Most of the users are utilities customers, but they don't understand kind of how the back end. Give me some examples of some of those things that are producing this data out in the world. So let's talk about the two most important assets for a utility in the utility sector, which are electric meters and security seals. Seals actually go on meters to protect the meter from being tampered with. Most of the utilities have a very poor ability to track these assets, okay? So what happens is when the materials get into the warehouse, all fine and great, but when it leaves it with the warehouse, you actually have, as the case of Mexico, where they have 30,000 field service employees, they can actually have 25% of their assets on the field at one time. So how do you track that? Today, there isn't a method to do that. And how do you actually manage that asset? through the use of analytics, what we actually do, we will actually not only track and trace every single product down to the individual level, we will be able to see dead material sitting on people's inventories. Our analytics platform, by pulling that up to HANA, we're tracking thousands of products. It can be millions of units. And so what we're doing is we're re-optimizing and redirectioning all those assets real time throughout the platform to make sure that the company is optimizing their assets all the time. So in, in the real world, these are all of those meters that sit on somebody's houses. And you guys, from when it comes out of the factory as a supplier, it comes into the utilities company, it gets provisioned as an asset. 
all that information is already in their SAP system, right? But it's been kind of dead or unutilized. The problem is visibility. Imagine a service territory the size of Mexico. It's a massive expanse with over 200 distribution locations for materials. Actually, material would be sitting in location two where it could actually be maximized and redistributed to other areas that require them. And those other areas are actually going out with purchase orders and actually spending money where they didn't have to. The analytics platform will actually do a real-time analytics projections, which is predictive analytics, to see, wait a second, our consumption level in this northwest region actually will require more assets to be allocated. Where can we pull them from? And they will pull from the least usage areas and actually optimize accordingly. You said one of my favorite words, predictive. But I'd imagine that since you guys are a fairly small company and you've built this business on top of HANA, you brought your algorithm, you brought your brain power, but you're building on top of HANA and HANA is connected to all the other SAP systems at the customers. So what are some of the things under the hood of HANA that you guys are using and why was HANA the platform that you guys had to pick? HANA actually gives us the number one thing that we need, especially when we're talking about terabytes of data that need to be analyzed is speed, processability. That integrity, you cannot pay. I mean, when you're dealing with 35 to 39 million customers with 55 million to 180 million products that you're tracking any time, the amount of predictive analytics that in order to manage all that data can actually boggle down even the best of systems. So when we, we're talking about a temporal data where it's actually residing in real-time memory that actually is the fastest possible way to analyze data, then that is really the only way to go. So let's talk about this from the customer side of things. So you guys go out, you explain this business value, you talk to the customers. When they're actually using this stuff on a daily basis, what's the experience like for them? What kind of things do they use this for and what kind of value do they extract on a daily basis? Okay, so I'll give you a case scenario. You have with some CRM the customer relation manager, right? It's a system that actually deals with the actual customers. The paying customers. The paying customers. So imagine I'm Joe, and I call and I say, look, I have a problem with my electricity. It's smoking outside, a transformer or something. That's an emergency response that needs to be sent out. What happens is, if I don't have a very quick system that I can actually process all the data, imagine this utility in Mexico could actually be processing 900,000 to a million service orders a day. Imagine that I have to transfer that data and actually see the information, what it needs to be done, who needs to be, and all that requires a massive amount of processing speed to ensure that I can get the information on time. Minutes can actually cause disaster. Today, the response time, on average, is about four hours. The scalability problem that Mexico has because of an antiquated system that they have could very much be optimized with HANA. And obviously, the, the information that we will be feeding it from the Hudu Systems platform. And, and this is not just an issue of cost. It's not an issue of savings and things like that. This is actually dangerous when you have one of those things blow up or a line falls down and kids are playing around it and things like that, especially in some of these developing countries. It's not just about better customer service and higher profitability in a lot of these situations. Absolutely. As, as a matter of fact, the Hudu Systems was actually designed for one purpose, which is to diminish theft. But behind the whole concept of theft, is the actual manipulation of physical assets. And most of the times, the manipulation of these physical assets in third world countries provide a perfect scenario for disaster. And this is where education and everything comes in. But most importantly, one of the things that we have to realize is most of this tampering is actually occurring by field service personnel. 
And it's sad, but it is a reality. And by actually implementing this technology, we can use analytics to find out which possible users, uh, field service employees, can actually be doing some of this tampering. Because they would have to be using their own assets and we can track that to them and actually hold them responsible for that. Awesome. Well, like I said, this is one of those scenarios where the data has always been there but getting visibility into it in a timely manner in order to solve the problem within that window of opportunity has been almost impossible to do because of the deficiencies of the disk-based database that all that stuff was stuck on. So you guys move that over to HANA, you add a bunch of smarts to it, you add a new user interface, you do some of those predictive things to see those problems before they happen, and you've solved a problem that was you know, impossible to solve. It's actually a very good comment. And the interesting thing is that in our journey to actually solve a problem for one industry, we actually have identified multiple industries that could have benefits across, especially from a security standpoint, just looking at the medical, pharmaceutical industry and with medicine disbursement where you know, the counterfeit materials are being sold every day to save people's lives, and the counterfeit materials are actually killing the people. You know, oh, they're yeah. dying. And that is a definitely human factor where this actually will attack directly. So that's a great follow-up question is, where are you guys taking things next? What's that next level of innovation you guys are going to do on top of HANA? Our whole future is actually, the way we see it, is actually working extremely closely with SAP. There's always a question of scalability and market penetration. Our relationship with SAP, as we see going forward, is becoming part of a family of products that reside inside what is called the HANA Cloud Platform. We believe that to be the future in terms of the business center or the business platform for the world. We see the world passing through HANA because in the future, every single industry itself will actually be flowing all their data because there's going to be correlation analysis of data between utilities where they were going to be looking for similarities and differences. Co-opetition. Cooperative environment is really the way to go in the future. I think that that's really a paradigm shift in the world. We're looking at technologies to really facilitate the way we all collaborate together and create a harmonious living situation not only in the work environment, but in life in general. Well, that is a great goal to have, and uh, we wish you guys the most success possible towards that goal. And with that, uh, I want to say thanks again. Thank you very much, Jeffrey, for having and me. And we'll close out another episode of The Han Effect. Tschüss.